Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning. Hello? Rodney? Yes. Hi, how are you doing? I'm okay, how are you? Good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I sure can. Great, 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 great. I just got new headphones, so I wanted to make sure they were working right. Okay, let me pull up your notes. And while I'm doing that, just give me a quick update on, have you had any conversations with the publisher about the book or anything that they're doing from a marketing perspective or how they think the book has sell, has been selling or anything like that since we last talked? No. I mean, I think it just really officially came out yesterday. So. Okay, cool. I didn't know if they were paying attention to pre-order, you know, information or status or anything like that. Okay, the good thing is that in between um, the last email that I sent you where I mentioned that there were several websites and stuff that were not fully updated with different information about the book, I went and Mm -hmm. checked that yesterday, and it looks like most of that has been corrected. So that's good. Okay. Like I was saying in the email, it just, you know, when we're directing people to go um, potentially purchase the book at those various sites, it's just helpful to make sure that those items are updated, um, you know, with the correct pricing and the correct lease date and the book cover and all that sort of thing, um, just from a professionalism standpoint. And also mm-hmm. so there's not, you know, conflicting information, which at the time there was. So that's good. Okay. It's been updated. And then let me give you um, just a quick update of what I was working on end of last week and this week in relationship to the launch team, just so you know what's going on with that. Um, We do have reviews that have been posted on Amazon and on Goodreads, which are the two main sites that I ask um, my launch team to leave reviews on. So, Amazon, because most people go to Amazon to purchase books and look for reviews. Um, Goodreads is more of a um, kind of a reader book club service where people go to find new books. Not a, You can't purchase books from there. But, you know, there's groups that you can um, kind of look for specific genres of books and stuff like that. So that's why I have them leave reviews in both places. So. Have you had a chance to read through any of their reviews? I looked at Amazon. I mean, there's tw- 12 of them on there. I saw that. Right, um, right. Mm-hmm. And most of the Amazon and Goodreads reviews will be similar because the team will leave them in both places. So I was encouraged to read through some of the reviews and just get some of the feedback because I know um, that's always helpful to an author to see how people are reading and responding to the material, right? But mm-hmm. also you know, just for a kind of format and flow of the book. So, like, I know that you're working on the other series. And I think there was only one or two people that mentioned, um, you know, that they were confused about the timeline. But then you answered that, you know, and you said, well, that's on purpose. And so that's a good thing. Um, And I think one other gal mentioned happened to refer to the map and stuff like that to kind of keep the character straight. But that's all good. So that means they're using the resources you're providing, and once they're using those, they're able to kind of um, put it in connection with the storyline itself. So that's good feedback for you. That means that you can continue writing the way you're writing and that people are obviously getting the message that you're trying to have come across in the book. So I like reviews for those reasons because it, it helps you know 
you know, how to continue to write going forward or if there's anything in particular that needed to be changed. And the other good thing about the reviews is nobody was mentioning things like grammar errors or um, formatting issues or stuff like that. That's good. You know, I see that a lot in books that are self-published or they're in kind of a hybrid publisher or a smaller publisher. Sometimes there's issues with those sort of things. So that's all positive is really the bottom line. So it looks like the format looks good, the grammar looks good, the editing is good, and people are understanding where you're going with the story. So that's that should be encouraging. <laughs> that's why I'm talking about it. So having said that, um, what I did in the last week is I sent out individual emails to the people on the launch team who have not left the reviews yet just to check the status. Um, and almost all of them have not finished the book. So that's fine, especially since the book just officially officially released, you know, this week. So I'll continue to follow up with them because um, I was very specific with them that in this particular team, what was most important is that they leave the reviews for us and that the people that signed up to write like a, a blog post about the book, that they followed through on that. So those are the two things that right now I'm reaching out to them on to make sure they do, that they do the reviews and that they write the blog post um, about the book. And once the blog posts go live, um, that is something I can provide to you, like a list of where all of these blog posts are being published. And then you can choose how you would like to, to use those. Okay, so most of my authors will integrate um, sharing about those blog posts into their social media sharing. So for example, on Twitter or Facebook, you could occasionally add in a post that says, hey, this review came out, you know, about the rise of the prophet. If you'd like to read it, here's the link. It's not, you know, um, heavily promotional or anything like that. It's just giving people the option to go read the review if they choose to do so. So that's how we'll use um, those blog posts when the launch team actually writes them and publishes them on their websites. Make sense? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Any questions on those particular things before I move on? No, no. That's fine. That sounds good. Cool. Okay. And then I had a few questions to ask you. Um, specifically, I saw that you went in and did the interview questions and kind of those uh, four main topics that I had asked you to kind of cultivate. And as a reminder, because we actually talked about this particular item a while ago, um, what we're going to be doing with those is, is, number one, now that we have those kind of main categories and um, our themes from the book, um, we can go in and start submitting um, pitches for guest posts um, using that information and using kind of the interview question information. So the way I normally handle this is, you know, we'll reach out to different bloggers, um, usually in that peer influencer tab that you have on the spreadsheet. And we'll, I have a sample letter that I'll give you that basically says, you know, I have this book, this is what it's about, you know, I would love to see if there's a way um, I could guest post on your site, here are a few items that I could write about. And then you allow them to choose, you know, what fits their audience, and then you move forward from there. So that just gives you structure of, of the different um, topics you could guest post on. And the reason I like doing topics is because then you're providing value on a topic related to their audience. You're not just saying, hey, can I write a blog post on your blog about my book? You know what I mean? Like, here's my book. It's available by me. That's not what we're doing. Instead, we're taking these themes and we're offering you the ability to guest post on those themes. And then in your, your author bio or byline of the article is where you would mention, you know, this blog post was inspired by my new book, The Rise of the Prophet. You can find more information here. So that way it's very low key. You know, it's not just a sales email. It's more you're getting value on the topics to those readers and then directing to the per book purchase if they want to pursue them. So how does that feel to you? Because I know you've, you've expressed just some concern about 
being overly promotional and that sort of thing. Does that feel more comfortable to you? I'm fine with that, but are are you going to add more to the spreadsheet than what we already did, or how's that going to work? Yes, and I actually have some more information to cover that that relates to that. But yes, okay, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It sounds good. And remember, like when we first signed on, we're kind of doing a lot of this backwards. A lot of this information is usually something I do before a release date. We just didn't have time to do it just because of the time of the year. So what we've done is we've got the launch team, you know, that's leaving reviews and kind of spreading the word about the book a little bit, but all the rest of the stuff that I normally do, which is pitching guest posts, you know, having um, a little bit more concentrated reaching out to like podcasts um, and then some other items I'm going to go over with you in a minute. That's what we're going to do now for the next couple of months um, to kind of continue promotion of the book versus it all being in front and then the release date is kind of the end. So, We've, we've got probably two or three more months of this kind of work that we'll be doing. And it's a little bit more um, time intensive because, for example, you have the, the list right now of the peer influencers. And so reaching out to them and kind of negotiating whether if they say yes, like what date would that guest post go live, that sort of thing. That just takes a little bit of time. So right. just so just so you know what to expect. And some people will say no, you know, which is always the case. Um, some people will want something specific outside of those topics. So it's just a matter of negotiating all, negotiating all of that. And that's why I have that spreadsheet so we can keep track of who said yes, you know, who said no, what exactly is it that they're wanting from you so that you know how to proceed going forward when it comes to these guest posting and especially <coughs> – um, bless you, um, the podcast and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, the other thing about the interview questions, um, number one, sometimes guest post people will like to use the interview questions in lieu of you having to write anything, which is good for you <laughs> because then you don't mm-hmm. have to write a whole blog post. Um, right. the, other, the other way that I like to use these interview questions is for you yourself um, to use in social media. So, for example, I know you like to do quick little videos, you know, on Facebook mm-hmm. that are just highlighting different topics. And so one way you can use the interview questions is to create, you know, four or five videos that kind of split up these questions. So say one video, you you say, hey, these are some questions about my new book. Um, and you state the question and you kind of give an expanded answer. And that way you're just educating your readers kind of on the process behind the book and where your heart is and what your hope is. Um, And the only thing about this is that I usually um, recommend that at the end of the interview, you have some sort of um, slide that shows the book cover and where they can order or in the description, you know, when you upload the video and you can type in a little description, you can say, hey, if you'd like more information about the book, you can find it here. So that's another way to use the interview questions. It's very easy for you because you don't have to, like, write a blog post and format it and schedule it and find time and all that kind of stuff. You can just do a quick video. And as I've mentioned before, you know, readers really um, – respond well to like that face-to-face interaction with you and in your like your tone of voice and your sincerity and kind of the heart behind what you're doing kind of shines through which helps you know with um feeling like you're more building a relationship and conversing with the reader versus just trying to sell them a book right right so yeah. that's, another, that's another way you can use the interview question um, if you choose to do so. Okay. That's good. Okay. Does that feel okay to you? Because I'm trying to find, like, outside of the normal marketing strategy stuff, I'm trying to find different ways that you can kind of um, connect with your readers on a relational level versus it being some of the typical marketing strategy stuff. So, yeah, I, I have, like that. That sounds good. That sounds good. Okay, good. Okay, and that should be fairly easy for you to, 
to, to do. I mean, you could probably knock that out, you know, in an afternoon or something and then just schedule them every couple of days on Facebook. Um, and, you know, you could even link um, on Twitter. You can create like a little update and you can actually link it like the URL instead of it going to your blog, it can go to the, the video on Facebook. Right. If you don't know how to right. if you don't know how to do that, I can show you how to do it. But you can get like a permalink for the video. So that's the way you can drive traffic from Twitter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Any questions on that? No, you're you're gonna outline all this or you're gonna put this down for me or yeah, yeah it's all in the notes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's all in the notes that I'm going over with okay. you. Okay. And the next, the next thing is I have an assignment for the launch team um, related to Goodreads. Like I've already, um, a lot of them have left reviews, but we're gonna, uh, they're gonna have an assignment where they can go in and recommend the book to um, their connections and Goodreads. And remember, good, that's what Goodreads' purpose is. It's to recommend books to friends and to find good books. So it's kind of expected that you will share a book and that you love with the people that are connected with you there. So it's a really easy assignment. Um, and Goodreads also has a, a function that is called list, listopia, listopia. Um, and what that is, is kind of a genre specific list. So for example, um, you know, the top young adult Christian book you should read this year, right? So I'll tell the launch team, hey, would you consider adding this book to this list? And again, that's just to kind of um, ex- expand the exposure to the Goodread audience about the book itself. And that was also something we had to wait to do until the book cover was up and stuff like that, because before it wasn't there. So Really, um, I'm just giving them a couple of assignments that will help share the book with their connections on Goodreads and hopefully um, get a few more people interested in it in that avenue and then that purpose. Okay. Um, yeah. I, do have, I do have a few um, assignments for you as it relates to Goodreads. Um, for example, have you looked at the profiles um, for the book and yourself on Goodreads at all? No. Okay. Um, and you ha- do you have a login to Goodreads? Like, have you yes, created? Okay. So I have like three minor things that you can go in and do um, to kind of establish your author page on Goodreads. So specifically, like right now, there's no um, there's no real bio or image of you on there. So that's something that you can update. Um, you can. Also add in a feed, an RSS feed to your blog. So you can go in and add the RSS feed for Lift Up Your Day, and it will start populating every time that you have a new blog post. It will show up in Goodreads to everybody that's connected to you. So it's just another way to kind of put um, the work of Lift Up Your Day in front of the Goodreads readers. And the other cool thing about Goodreads is we can very easily, I mean, it literally takes me like three minutes to do. (laughs) So we can set up like a giveaway. So for example, if you wanted to give away, you know, I don't know, two physical copies, um, I can set that up for you, you know, with a deadline of like when people need to enter. So maybe we say two weeks. And then um, we can have the launch team promote the giveaway and then other Goodreads people will see the giveaway. So it's just another way to kind of, expand the reach because usually they have a couple hundred people enter these giveaways. And so even if they don't win, they're still being exposed to the book itself. So hopefully they'll buy it, you know, read it, review it, that sort of thing. And that's a free um, feature of Goodreads and I'm all, all about free, right? <laughs> so I'll put that on, I'll put that on your homework, but that whole little process should take you like 10 minutes. It won't take you very long to do it all. Okay. Um, Okay, now the the influencer list, I haven't put all this in there yet because I wanted to talk through it with you. But what I've been specifically focusing on is instead of reaching out to like specific bloggers, because I know that you are working on that, I've been trying to find other ways that we can get the book in front of kind of your ideal audience. 
Okay, so the first thing that I found is I, I was trying to figure out, okay, what social media platform would have readers, right? Because we're not, we're not just trying to kind of promote the book on like Facebook and Twitter, which tends to be an older audience, right? It tends to be the parents <laughs> or the youth teachers or whatever. Um, so YouTube is a big um, platform that has a huge user base of the actual readers that you would want to read the book. And when I was doing my research, um, I found a list. This is actually kind of funny because I did not know this existed before I was doing this research for you. So I learned something new. But YouTube has something called BookTubers, and they're specifically um, kids. Between, you know, between certain age range that review, read and review books themselves and they do a video review of the book on YouTube. And so they have um, subscribers that follow their reviews and the whole purpose of this is they review the book, they let their audience know about it and then because the audience following them are other kids their age, you know, they can go buy the book or they can go have their parents buy the book. So I just thought that would be a cool way. I have I ha literally have a list of like 40 of them, 40 or 50 of these booktubers that oh. deal with, yeah, that deal with your specific genre. So that's um, what I'll be working on this week is going in and kind of, you have to like fill, fill out these submission forms and stuff like that and finding out, you know, do they want a digital copy? Do they want a physical copy? That sort of thing so that I can come back and let you know. But I just thought that would be a really cool way to kind of reach an audience that is beyond our typical Facebook, you know, Twitter sharing that you and I are used to seeing. So right. I was excited about that. I had no idea that it existed for real. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, you know, it's amazing what's on the Internet. Um, the, yeah. other, the other part of this is there are two sets of service-based um, hmm, websites where we can submit the book for review. So the first um, set is kind of a fee-based service. And what I mean by this is we can submit um, either the book itself or an excerpt of the book to these services. And then what they do is they go and they email out to their email list, you know, 100,000, 500,000 people with the option to download the excerpt or download the ebook to read and then review. Um, so I have a list of about, I, I had to go through a lot of them. Some of them don't really have good exposure and stuff like that. So I have a, a good list of about 15 or 20. Um, the question I have with this is some of this is, is fee-based. So I'm gonna list um, which ones are, costs and like approximately how much they cost and it could be anywhere from ten dollars to like five hundred dollars just so you know <laughs> so it's, it's all across the board a lot of these you can submit for free they just don't guarantee exposure they basically state you know if we get so many books that are paid then we just we won't ex you know we won't include your book so we could try the free route first to see what happens, right? And then if down the road it's not getting included and that sort of thing, you know, we could look at the paid version if we want to do that. But what the benefit of these, these um, email submissions is you're basically telling these people, I have this, and, and, and this is always ebook, by the way, this is not physical books. So there's not a cost to like mail a book. This is where we're telling them, here's the Kindle version of the book, you know, at X price. Um, and can you email this out to your readers, um, to your email list, to let them know about the opportunity that they can have to go download and read the book and leave a review? Um, the reason I know about this is because this is how I buy all of my fiction books. I read all of my fiction books off of Kindle because I read really, really fast. And I don't want like a thousand books in the house, physical books. So I get a lot of these emails. And I'll just scroll through and I'll select whatever books look interesting to me that week and I'll purchase them, you know, through Amazon. So there's, it's almost like a, I wouldn't call it a subscription service. It's, there's no cost to me as the reader to sign up for these things. 
Um, but it's a good way for you as the author to get your book in front of a gigantic list of email list people that love to read, right? Right. Right. So, so having, having said that, I have a bunch that I can submit that to you, but the question I have is right now um, the book itself is listed as a Kindle price of two ninety nine. Okay, mm-hmm. is that but but on Amazon it says you're saving eighty four percent. So is that tr- is the book on a promotion price right now? Do you know that or is it? Uh, I don't have any idea. Okay, because that's a little confusing. Like normally, um, Kindle books are. Yeah, and I'll send you like specific question to ask the publisher because what we need to know is if that's a sale price, if the book for Kindle is going to go back up, right? And if it's a sale price, that's great, and I can submit to about half of the list already and we'll be fine. Um, some of these lists are for free um, Kindles. So sometimes, like if you were straight self-publishing on your own and you were in control of all of this, like you could run a promotion where the book, Be a Kindle, was free for 48 hours, okay? Um, And in that case, we could submit the book for free, you know, for 48 hours to those those free Kindle lists. I don't know if your publisher allows that, right? So if – Basically, when I send you your notes, I'm going to have a little blurb for you, like a little paragraph, because I need to know a, and and again, I can email them myself if you want me to. It just, it depends on what you want me to do. Um, But I need to know if that Kindle price right now is permanent. And if it's not, when is it going to go up to a regular price? And I need to know B, if there's any possibility of doing like a 48 hour window where the Kindle version is free. Now, I know that sounds counterintuitive for sales. But it actually helps you a ton because you tend to get a lot of downloads when the Kindle version is free. And then those people come back and leave reviews and sometimes purchase the paperback. And the the reason we like sending out like the free version is because it really helps, number one, with your Amazon rankings. And this may be kind of um, out there in terms of statistics, but the higher your book ranks, you know, on things like the bestsellers rank or the free Kindle rank, the more Amazon then markets it, like on their website and in, in their emails. So that's why the, the free, you know, little promo is, is important because then Amazon knows, okay, I, I need to show this in more ads when people are scrolling through Amazon or I need to put this in my email that goes out to people who said they wanted to read Christian young adult books. You see what I mean? So mm-hmm. that, that's kind of why I, I need to know those two questions. And, and then once I know that answer, I'll know who I can submit the book to on your behalf on all these lists. Okay. I just soon you email them, really. I don't. Okay, that's fine. Okay. And it's the same. Is it the same guy that you've been emailing? Mm-hmm. And, sure is. Okay. Okay. But does that all, all that make sense? Like, basically, I'm trying to get the, the Kindle version on distribution for these email lists that they each have, you know, a couple hundred thousand readers, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just getting the book in front of people. It's a visibility that you don't necessarily have on your personal profiles or lift up to your day. Not that you don't have exposure, but this is an actual audience. Oh, I, I understand. I understand. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Good. Okay. Okay. And then the last thing um, that we need to consider, and I'll ask this question to your publisher as well, is um, setting up a Facebook ad. Now, the way I like to do Facebook ads is I don't like to have like the book and buy my book kind of thing. I don't do those. Um, mm-hmm. what, I like, what I like to do is I like to tie um, uh, like a free download. So for example, if we could get a free chapter um, that's not um, in edit mode or anything like that, like an, a, a free chapter that has the book cover, you know, the chapter, the table of contents, that sort of thing. Like it looks like an excerpt of the book. And mm-hmm. what, we can, what we can do is we can set up an ad um, where people can download the free chapter and then it signs them up. Like in order to get a download, they're signed up for your email list, for the Lift Up Your Day email list. So it helps build your subscribers 
um, to that, right? right? But then it also mm-hmm. gives them a taste of, of the book itself. Um, and the thing with Facebook ads is there's a couple ways you can do them. Um, number one, we can target the ad to show only to people who already are on your email list, right? Or we can target, um, you know, people on Facebook who like to read young adult Christian books. Yeah, that's what I want. Do you see do. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the other cool thing about Facebook ads is you can set a budget. You can say, okay, I only want to send right. 50 bucks over this two-week yeah. time period. And yep. Facebook. Do you guys use ads already on left up here? Yep, yep. I do oh, you already Facebook know this. Ads. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. You already know this. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. So basically, mm-hmm. it's just putting the material in front of new readers. And my, um, per, like I said, my preferred ad is this free download because it gives them a mm-hmm. taste of the book, signs them up for your email list. Then they're constantly, you know, exposed to everything else that you have going on. Right. You know, and then they can purchase the book if they want. Um, and I find I get the better response rate, to be honest, over the here's my book, buy it now kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you get better responses? So um, the last thing I wanted to ask you about that was kind of outstanding is we had talked a while ago about you potentially um, like in the in the time slots that you normally have to post on Lift Up Your Day. We had talked about you potentially integrating blog posts um, during those slots that were based on those themes that I had you identify, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so is, is that something that you've had a chance to, to look at from a schedule perspective? Because I hadn't seen anything. Yeah, I can, I can do that anytime. I've got a page I can put in there and just make it that okay. whole page okay. if I want to. So. Okay, so what I'm asking you to do here is not like create a blog post that says, hey, here's my book, you want to buy it kind of thing. That's not what Mm -hmm. I'm asking. I'm more asking you to write on those topics that you identified. Um, And then all you you have to do is, is somewhere in the blog post or even at the end, just say this article was inspired by my new book, The Rise of the Prophet. Mm -hmm. You can find more information here. That's all you have to say. So it's not right. salesy, steamy, whatever. Um, and you're just trying to get the readers on Lift Up Your Day to understand kind of the themes that are present in the book itself. So that's mm-hmm. definitely something that I would encourage you to do, you know, at least those four topics that you outlined right. you know, over the next couple, however many times you post on Lift Up Your Day. I don't know how many times you do it. And um, Mm-hmm. because it's real low-key and introduces them to the theme, and then it gives them, you know, the ability to order if they want to. Right. But it's not kind of, it's not like in their face or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That sounds good. Okay, so that's that's kind of the direction I'm going in, is, is those kind of five main areas. So do you have any questions about any of that, um, or do you have anything that you feel like we should be doing that we haven't done yet? No, I I think you're. I like your list. I like all those ideas. Lindsay. I do. That, that all sounds really good. Okay. Uh, good. I I just um, if you'll just outline what you need me to do, that that would really help me. So okay. And from everything, do that. Yeah. So from everything I just said, like right away, um, what I need to do is pretty. It's it's not going to take very long for you at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more um, I need the answer. I'll, I'll email the publisher and copy you on it. But I need those right. answers about about the pricing. And then mm-hmm. what I once I get that response, what I'll be able to then do is go and start reaching out to the booktubers, um, which sounds really funny every time I say it. Um, yeah. And then and then all these other kind of free or low cost promotion mm-hmm. sites and. Um, so once they answer, then we'll be able to figure out, you know, which ones we want to pursue free or if we want to cover the $10 fee or whatever. Um, and it, the cool thing about those sites and those email lists is, you know, it, it may go out this week and it may go out in a month, right? It just mm-hmm. depends on, on their calendar. And so that's just kind of continued ongoing right. promotion for you, for sure. Um, the, the last thing that 
and again, this is why I asked to be copied on the marketing emails from your publisher because I had not worked with them before, and so I was not mm-hmm. sure what it is they do, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm used to um, traditional publishers, the, the bigger houses, where they basically mm-hmm. do like the same eight things, like no kidding. Right. <laughs> so I wanted to kind of see what it was that they were telling you to do from a marketing perspective, and. It seems like um, they did a really great job on distribution of the book, right, to like online mm-hmm. and offline retailers, and that's great. Um, I'm curious to see, and they have some great ideas in the emails that are going out, um, but some of it is also pretty standard, like basic, like setting up Twitter and stuff like that. Right, and, right. And so I really want to see like the rest of what they recommend to you because I do think down the road um, – well, and, and the other thing is sometimes like the traditional publishers will cover costs for certain things. And mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not necessarily getting that impression with your publisher. I, I don't, I, it doesn't sound like they have, you know, budget, I guess. And I could be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. No, not, and, as, not as far as marketing at all. I mean, the market yeah. is really on me, which is. It's up to you. Okay. Yeah, which is why I wanted you because I yeah. don't want to. I don't have to think about all that. I'd have never thought about the YouTube thing. I think that is a great idea. Yeah, um, yeah. So there's things we can do later, but I'm trying to be – basically, mm-hmm. I'm trying to do, like, the low-cost or free options first. Um, right. But, like, but down the road, um, you know, th- there's other options in terms of, um, like, some of the um, publicity firms. Mm-hmm. So for example, there's one called LitFuse, um, and they're not just straight publicity. Like publicity from a marketing um, – um, hold on, I'm, I'm saying this wrong. Like setting up radio in, in interviews. Mm-hmm. They do that mm-hmm. stuff. That's your traditional PR stuff, press releases, that sort of thing. Um, but this particular firm also does – like social media, can't, you can buy like ad hoc services. So like one of mm-hmm. the services they do is they have a database of somewhere, it's like four or 5,000, it's really big, <laughs> bloggers. Mm. And these bloggers are tied to LitFuse where they know um, to expect to be offered books to review and they actually do it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Mm. Like it's not just friends or family or whatever. Like they're they're part of the LitFuse family and they're rewarded for reviews and stuff like that from LitFuse themselves. So it's it's kind mm. of their blogger group. And a lot of my traditional publishers have those in place. I don't think Crosslink does. And so down the road, you know, that might be an option, you know, where you could go to LitFuse and say, hey, you know, can I purchase a blog tour? And it's a set price and they'll do that for you. Or they often do, um, like, giveaways, you know, on your Facebook page and stuff like that if you're comfortable with it. And that's a set price. Mm-hmm. So there are things like that that we could explore. It just tends to be a little bit more expensive than what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I love LitFuse, honestly, is because they have a fabulous um, database of fiction reviewers. And that's kind of hard to find. A lot of... Um, a lot of uh, other PR firms tend to fall solidly like in the nonfiction kind of, you know what I mean? Um, right. So it's good to have that kind of option. So we'll talk about that later, but only after we've done all this other stuff, you know, to that try to, good. yeah, to try to maximize the low cost or free mm-hmm. options that we have. Okay. That sounds good. Yep. Cool. Okay. Awesome. So I'm going to um, finish the notes. I just kind of went through everything I had drafted for your notes. So I'll add in the little mm-hmm. homework section for you so you know exactly what you need to do. And, and then we will need to – I'm going to include just kind of the sample um, letter that I normally recommend we kind of use when we're reaching out for pitching. Um, oh, that's something mm-hmm. I didn't cover. Okay, in terms of you reaching out versus me reaching out, okay, my standard um, recommendation is if you have a personal relationship with that person, you. Mm -hmm. It's better for you to reach out, 
Okay. okay. If it's mm-hmm. if it's a list of bloggers, you know, or like all these booktube people, then it's better for me to do it. Okay. Right. So the only people I'm going to ask you to reach out to, like for guest posts and stuff like that, are people that you're actually connected to. Because okay. number one, it's going to be it's going to be received better coming directly from you than from right. me because you have a relationship with them. Um. So I think a lot of the some of the people that you put on the peer influencers, I think some of them are like your contributors, right? For a little bit of your day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in, in that case, it would make more sense for you to reach out for them. Right. But mm-hmm. I'm going to give you kind of a little template of how I normally recommend that request goes, you know, like what you would say and what you would ask them to do and that sort of thing. And right. then you can edit, you know, based on your relationship with that person or what you know of them, that sort of thing in your own voice all that jazz. Um, so okay. that's kind of how we do the separation of what I'm reaching out for versus what you are. And so, the, again, the only people I ask you to reach out to are the people you know. And then I do all the rest on your behalf. So I'll say something like, you know, my name is Lindsay Hartz. I'm working with Rodney on the promotion of this book. Um, you know, we love your, your website or what you write about because of this. And we have this book that we think, you know, might benefit your audience and and here's a couple of ways you know we might be able to partner together you know are you interested that kind of thing you know and so i field all that and then when i get responses that are affirmative or no or whatever you know i update the spreadsheet so we know and i tell you what you need to do as a result of it okay okay sounds good awesome okay well, I'll send you the notes in a little bit, um, and then I will copy you on the email with those questions I have um, to the publisher, um, and then we'll be able to move forward on some of that based on their answer. Okay. 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 How are you? Sounds good. How are you? How are you feeling with all this? Does this all? I'm. I'm. I'm feeling good with that. I'm good. still um, fighting physical stuff right now, so. Okay. When I get past that, I'll feel a whole lot better. Okay. Awesome. Well, I, I hope you feel better because it feels like you've been sick for a while. Yeah, I have been too long. Yeah. yeah so I'll definitely. This definitely Christian retailing dial a book thing he's got me uh, doing. I got mm-hmm. this huge form to fill out. Oh really? Um, yeah. Aww. So I got to sit down and do that. But okay. Okay. Um, that's what's been kind of, you know. This marketing time. from them is kind of all on me. So, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Well, and and just so you know, I mean that's kind of, I mean yes, with the bigger publishing houses, they t- they tend to do a little bit more in the way of like ads and and content creation, right? Like mm. like um like the bigger publishers right now, like one of them. One of my books where they're creating a study guide, you know, and they create book trailer and all that kind of stuff. But my authors still have to do all this, you know. So it's mm. not just because you're with this publisher or it's self-published doesn't mean or, or more traditional. Not it's not um, like with a big publishing house doesn't mean that you, like my other authors have to do the same amount of work on their own. Really, it's just different avenues, you know. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, you're able to kind of reach out to these Kindle offer deals where I can't always do that with my traditional published books because the publishers won't reduce the price, you know? So there's, there's some benefit, you know, to being able to kind of have a little bit more flexibility and control that you have. Um, It's just you knowing what to do and and the different steps you could take to get your information out there. um, That's a little bit of a challenge. So. Mm-hmm. That's hopefully what I'm able to help you with as we continue to go forward. Well, good. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, I hope you have. What do you have any big plans this week besides work? <laughs> no, no, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Me, I have work, and then next week. Oh, this is good to know. Next week, I'm actually off work, and um, because it is spring break here, just where. Mm-hmm. So next week I won't be online, and we are going to go um, try. I found this map of like the best waterfalls in Tennessee. So mm-hmm. we're probably going to freeze to death, right? But we're going to 
go to like the four main ones over a couple of days and maybe camp out and stuff like that just to do something that's close to home and outside and doesn't require, I don't know, crowds and a bazillion dollars. I really don't like going like to theme parks and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, especially during spring break. <laughs> so we're going to go that route and just try to look at waterfalls and hike and spend time in nature. So we'll see how That'd long my good. kids last. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're probably gonna uh, have issues with the no technology, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. I keep telling them you're gonna have to talk to me, like to me, not text me from five feet away. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's tough. Tough yeah. teenage years. So it is. <laughs> Okay, well, if you have any questions after you review the notes, um, just shoot me an email back. Um, but okay. otherwise, I'll be working on the items I told you about. Okay. Sounds okay. good. Thank you. Great. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. You have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.